We have a lot to talk about today, um, so stay right in. We have a very special guest that I can't wait for you to meet. Um, stay tuned. We have a whole lot of shade and political savagery and music and so much more. So stay right, stay tuned, and we'll be right back. It's time for Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Join us for all the latest news, pop culture, talk, and more from QPOC perspectives. And all the tea, sass, and shade you can handle. Listen in. And tell us what you think on Facebook at Queer State of Mind. And on Twitter and Instagram at QSOMNYC. everybody welcome hi how are you i'm well how are you i am very very well you guys should unmute now you can unmute to talk a little bit yeah Um, how are you doing (laughs) you want to introduce our guests or shall i oh yeah no you you introduce um well we have a very special guest today um a woman who has been like a mother to me ever since i was in my very early tw- 20s. So over 20 years, actually, because uh, her grandson is fully grown right now, and I met him when he was three, two or three. Wow. Wow, it's been that long. Yeah, it's been about 20-something years. I've been in her family, and they're great. Um, uh, she is an author. She is a seamstress. She is a painter. She is every woman, and she is... Um, one of my favorite people, this is Miss Andrea Cummings. Say hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, she is wonderful. So Andrea's going to be joining us today because she is going to be discussing something very important. She did a TEDx talk, and she is going to be giving us details. And funny enough, this year is very big for what she talked about. So, and... That was it. So that's that's mom, and she's going to be giving her opinion about stuff that's going on. I'm let you know right now. We're in our early 40s and 30s here. Mama's lived a full life. You know, she just had a big birthday, so she might be breaking it down a little bit more than you'll be ready for. So, <laughs> okay. I'm excited. There ain't no time for apologies and all that mess. So she she gonna say so a few trigger words for y'all. Y'all gonna have to be okay with it because them old bitches don't have no time for that. They've lived a life. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna be okay because I know they went through a lot more than we did. So, <laughs> go ahead. Well, I don't know. Talk. Different times, different things to go through. That's true. That's true. Amen to that. Um, I'm just I'm so grateful to have you on. And again, we're gonna like definitely get into like the meat and potatoes of your talk because like I think it's so pertinent now. Like it is so timely. Like I just I'm super excited to like really get into it um, with you. Um and all that stuff. How are you doing, Sam? I'm doing okay. Um, I, oh. the, the, the work day took a lot out of me. So that's why I'm laying on my side because I feel like it calms me down a little bit. Mm. I like to lay in that position, you know? Yes. But um, yeah, today was a bit challenging, but you know, I'm still grateful to have days. True. And I mean, leave for working, right? I mean, yeah. And yeah. To have a job. Yeah. But I'm yeah. I'm happy for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> 
Thanks, Scar. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely think that there's been, I don't know if it's just like now people are finally in the swing of things of work from home, but it definitely feels like people are like, like it's almost like harder to work now and I feel more draining than it was like a few weeks ago or even like in the office. <laughs> well, because you're, um, you're having that same stress level in the space that is comfort to you. Mm. That's all that is. Mm-hmm. So you're not, when you lay in bed, you lay in bed to relax from your long day and have a drink, you're lying in bed, still stressed out and being stressed in the place that comforts you. So right. it's different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, so, I don't want to be stressed out while watching The Real and Wendy Williams, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's very, very true. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get started with our feature track of the week. So this song literally just dropped on Wednesday. Um, so you know that we are, again, we are not live. As journalists, we have to say that we are not live. This has been pre-recorded on a Thursday night. Oh, girl, we're journalists now. Mr. Mm. Ross, going to Podcast, but have a radio host. But I mean, well, we're- political scientists do have to, are, are familiar with checking our sources and making sure that we yes. get the facts from good sources. Exactly. Absolutely. More than bloggers. Is there, a se- is there a seven second delay just in case I say something rude? <laughs> no, trust no. me. We have said many rude things on <laughs> your fine. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I know 40 are rude. I don't know 70 you're rude. <laughs> yes, you do. Oh, that's a, <laughs> that's a whole, I do. That's a whole different beast, honey. <laughs> no sense uh, of fear. Oh, God. Y'all wait till the second hour when, she, when her wine really makes her feel nice. Oh. Oh, get a good one. <laughs> oh yes once we go on that music break i'm gonna pour myself a glass yes please oh. yes um all right well I, I, well you know if you're listening go pull your get yourself a mimosa get yourself a cocktail real quick we're gonna play this song it just dropped it is the savage remix um it's megan the stallion and beyonce and i just realized that i pulled the clean version and i don't want the clean version so um hold on let me just find, let me see if we can just get a non-clean version because i think this is wrong is okay hold on oh here we go we're gonna play this version because okay that's just i I just like i don't want to hear the clean version of the song but that's just not i want the the way the artist intended all right so guys all right so this is the savage remix by megan the stallion and beyonce all proceeds to this song go towards COVID-19 relief i believe for houston um that's my understanding of it um so Take a listen. We'll be right back. This is Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Creamy, want no smoke with me. Okay. Then turn this motherfucker up 800 degree. Whole team eat. Chefs cause she's a treat. She's so bougie, bougie. Long never teach. I'm a savage. Had a too nasty. Talk big shit, but my bank account match it. Hood, but I'm classy. Rich, but I'm ratchet. Haters kill my name in they mouth, not a gag it. Bougie. He say the way that thing move is a movie. I told that boy we gotta keep it lowly, me the room key. I done bled the block and now it's hot, bitch. I'm Tunji. I'm mood and I'm moody. I'm a savage. Classic, bougie, ratchet. Sassy, moody, hey, nasty. Acting stupid. What was happening? What was happening? Bitch, I'm a savage. Classic, bougie, ratchet. Sassy, moody, nasty. Stupid. What was happening? What was happening? Hips tick tock when I dance. On that demon time, she 
start our only fans. Big B and that B stand for bands. If you wanna see some real ass, baby, here's your chance. I say left cheek, right cheek, drop a load and swing. Texas up in this thing, beat you up on this game. I be parking my friend. Gang, 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 gang. If you don't jump to put jeans on, baby, you don't feel my pain. Please don't give me hype. Write my name in ice. I can't argue with these lazy bitches. I just raise my price. I'm a boss, I'm a leader. I pull up in my two-seater and my mama was a savage. Got this shit from Tina. I'm a savage. Yeah. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Uh, sassy, moody, nasty. Uh, acting stupid. What's happening? What's happening? Bitch, I'm a savage. Yeah. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Uh, sassy, moody, nasty. Uh, acting stupid. What's happening? What's happening? Like Beyonce. Like me. He want a bitch like the stallion with the knees. He be like, damn. What'd you think? What'd you think? You know what? Unpopular opinion. I don't like the remix. Actually, I don't think that's that unpopular, honestly. Because, uh, and it has nothing to do with um, uh, Beyonce or whatever. Because I know I'm sure if I say that, everyone's like, oh, well, you're saying that because mm-hmm. it's nothing to do with that. I just think it was a little bit, bit disjointed. I don't think they need to be singing on it, something mm-hmm. you're never going to hear me say. I think that when Beyonce was rapping, it was it was nice, and then when she started singing, I just lost interest doing like the singing verse. Mm-hmm. It, it just I like the original song and stuff has so much drive because it's so right nasty. It's so young. Yes, it's so young. It's so nasty. It has that pull. Hey, I, I, I'm not. Mm. 
Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, it just didn't have to, because the little singing in the background, I'm not a, not a fan of it. It has nothing to do with, has nothing to do with her. If anyone would have done that production the same way, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have liked, I just don't like, I don't like it. I don't like, yeah, yeah. I like, if they were I, just rapping, done. No, I think that like the like yeah, no, I think it's a totally different vibe, right? Because like I think the original version is just so like oh, damn it, like you you want to like get hyped for it, right? And but this version, the original version has a dare I say it, a, a a a black woman's confidence about it mm-hmm. that I love a young black girl confidence because you know it says I'm ratchet bougie. It's like it has this confidence of a young educated woman who can be all these things. Mm-hmm. Um. This seems more um, going back into the uh, um, the 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 feel of when rap first are um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, boasting about what they have mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. what they are. Right. No, I agree. So this is you know what I mean. So like the original version feels like she's like this is who I am. Right. right. Versus you know. This is like, oh, I'm this and I have that and I have it just it just it right. was, like, I don't I'm know. Not a big fan. Right, right, right. Yeah, but you know, that's me. You know, it's not for me. Maybe I just <laughs> maybe that's me just getting older now. I'm not gonna ask what you think was Andrea. <laughs> because she comes be like, pass. <laughs> oh, she also is a singer. I forgot about that. She is also a singer. Ooh, that's right. Yes, she's a, she's a singer, uh, uh, was a prominent jazz singer. Mm. I don't know if I'd call it prominent. It paid a couple <laughs> bills for maybe about six months. How's that? I mean, so that's that six paid. months of bills that some of us haven't paid. Thank you. So you were prominent. <laughs> some 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 girls are singing. They have no and they can't pay no bills. Mm. <laughs> Amen. Ain't yeah. no shade there at all. Ain't no shade. Ain't no shade. Ain't no shade. But yeah, no. Shame the devil. Just like I, so like, well, I was gonna say, just like I think, like the original version by Megan Thee Stallion is like totally Song of the Summer. Like I could totally see it being a big thing. But this ring, yeah. yeah, like, well, it's one of those things where I think in the industry, you, um, when you are a big artist, sometimes you jump on the person who is the hottest thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's her company say you should jump on this, you know, as the hottest thing to be honest to keep your your name out there with the younger people. Mm-hmm. I do think they should have done a collaboration, but I don't think it should have been this off. Yeah, I think, I think, I think this is like this is this was, yeah. this was going to be making the stallions like a bodak yellow. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I just that's I don't know. Good, I, I I didn't I don't comparison. feel I don't feel the remix. That's a good comparison. Yeah. Um, let me stop sharing my screen for a second. Um, that's really good that we can see everybody. Um, right. But yeah, let's, let's let's dive into some of the topics. Um, like, I don't know if y'all thought this is like breaking news. Well, it was breaking news as of, you know, Thursday. <laughs> I may not be breaking anymore on Saturday, but um, it's, not, it's not really been covered in the news and I'm hoping by Saturday it is because I'm looking at you, AM Joy. I really hope that you covered this, but there was a, um, basically the, a bunch of white men's Armed gunmen stormed the Michigan State House. Oh yes, look at Miss Angel. I wish I could see her face. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like what, like, like. Yeah, I'm I mean, sorry. They stormed the state house with guns, and Cumbernet takes a knee, and all hell breaks breaks loose. Okay. Give me right. a break. Right. That's what that's that's what was crazy to me. I'm like, I'm looking at. It, I'm like, wait a minute. So this is not making a whole news thing. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody was like, well, why isn't this on the news? I said, well, had it been some color people, don't, it, would, it would have been a front page. Right. Well, it looks like it's finally getting on the news. Like, I'm now, like, again, we're watching again. This is on Thursday. So we're, like, we're finally seeing some tidbits of it. So I'm sure when this airs on Saturday, it'll be hopefully be bigger. But, like, you know, like, well, Tamir, no, but listen, but like, yeah, no, like, Tamir wrestling with a toy gun, he got shot to death. But he a whole bunch of white men with guns, like, real guns. <laughs> Right. We know why, but I'm just like. But the thing about that is also the fact that it got this getting out there because what I love is, even though the small still the black media it's being, you know, it's really pushing out there. I love it. Those bloggers and all the the black media is really pushing to show these things that they won't show us usually. Yeah. You know, which is which is insane because I think why would you. Like because it's it's on it's your right your the, the, your right to go outside you're gonna take guns and go to the governor's house and then you, like you said you're calling Kaepernick this and that or you're not a lawyer patriot you're not paying attention to mm-hmm. something what type of foolishness is that and how do right. you explain that right no like he lost like I mean just comparison like Colin Kaepernick lost like everything just for taking the knee meanwhile we have literally white men with assault rifles threatening the governor of Michigan. <laughs> right. Like, right. Okay. Like, sure. I'm pretty sure that's like treason and some other things, but whatever. <laughs> you know? This reminds uh, what you think, Sam? Time, uh, this reminds me of him a bunch of um, white men and guns took over some bird sanctuary. I think it was in Oregon. Mm. And how they were able to do that and not really face consequences for it. And I think that just speaks to what we've all known to be the truth and is that you know these rights that are laid out in the constitution are really for them but there's something more sinister underneath that i can't verbalize and seeing this happen in the news just tells me like they're 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 getting to that state again where they're acting in a terrifying way on that on my en masse and i don't know where this is going to go but i feel like what we're seeing happening now with these different militant white groups you know attacking government buildings it's the beginning of something i just don't know what it, it yeah. is it, it ain't over no, no. they just get warmed up exactly i mean you know we we all know we all heard about the tulsa race riots like what happens when like where are we going with this like that's well because they, they they're showing that they can get away with doing it and that's where the issue is so when you're shown that you can get away with it, they're like, oh, we can do this, and this is our right, and this is our right, unless someone steps up and, like, starts to do some hardcore pushback, like they were doing to the Black folks or the Latin folks, or do some hardcore pushback, they're going to keep doing that. They're going to think they have every right to do that because America tells white males that everything belongs to them. Exactly. And then, and then those incels come out, and it's just, ugh. By the way, I got to say a big shout out to Sam because she was the one that taught me all about incels so that I didn't know what they were. <laughs> oh. yeah. Actually, do you want to define it for the, for the, for the folks? Um, they, uh, they call themselves incels, which is short for involuntary celibates. Really? And, <laughs> yeah, that's how I could start it off. It's like 19 these, hours. Sorry. <laughs> these guys getting online complaining about all uh, these women who don't want to sleep with them and, you know, they feel entitled in some way to, like, you know, sexual... I guess activity or just to have girls but instead of just like looking within to see what's causing them to not be able to get girlfriends they're blaming it on society and 
they created these labels for 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 different the guys who are getting all the girls and they're calling them chads and the girls who go for them are called stacy's and they're bitter <laughs> and they're and they're really angry about it and they they have they get together and they have these discussions online about what's being withheld from them which is obviously sex but also what is also brewing underneath those discussions started coming up all this like white supremacist theory and also starting to formulate action in groups from these forums so when when mike and i were having these conversations we're talking about how it's so crazy how the um these gunmen at the time we're talking it was because of gunmen that's how the conversation came up are not being treated like that they're part of a unified terrorist organization because they're all like getting their information and sources and having discussions about their actions prior to doing them on the same platforms. So why are they not being treated as a group instead of being treated as isolated um, actors? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the incels all, you know, they're in that world and it overlaps, but that's basically like the root of it. It started off as involuntary celibates complaining to each other online, <laughs> can't get girlfriends. Wow. <laughs> Is that something? Yeah. What do you think about that, mama? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if they joking. looked in the mirror and had they lifted their arms and sniffed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all it is. They're ugly and they stink. They're ugly <laughs> inside and, and out. Stink. Oh, so there it is. They stink inside and out. And instead of buying deodorant and getting a haircut, they want to shoot up a school. I'm like, that's, really, that's the re- a roundabout way to go about solving your problems, guys. Right. right. Just go get some degree. You know, get a haircut. <laughs> that's some tussie. <laughs> this is not the first time I've heard of Tussie being referenced, and I need to. What is it like an old school deodorant? What's Tussie? Oh, honey. oh yeah, it's it's what we all started out with as young girls when we were like, ooh, depending on you know like eight, ten, twelve, you know when things start changing that you're not in control of. Tussie is the first deodorant that little girls got, I mean, started probably at the turn of the century or something. I know I got it when I, you know, I'm 70 years old. So <laughs> yeah, when I was little, yeah. First thing I got was a little jar of Tussie. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, you see that go, look, history, Sam, look at that. They still sell it? <laughs> yeah. That's and they still that. sell it. They still sell Tussie. I've used Tussie before. Get I that good old Tussie to get like a little piece of history in my, you know, in my beauty archives, I'm gonna get me a, a jar or a bottle of Tussie. It's a roll on, honey. Got a little roller. roller. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. At the first, they, they didn't have roll ons at first. They did. What did you do? It was a little jar and you stuck your finger in it and you wiped. But that's oh. the best way. The roll ons give me like, I have reactions with the roll ons. Oh, really? you get a little roll on bump. Yeah. yeah. Just wipe. Okay. Oh, wow. That is crazy. <laughs> We're talking about Chelsea at the turn of the century. Chelsea deodorant. Ban was ban was not always a roll on either. Really? Oh. See, I mean, roll ons happened after we discovered plastic, and we could use plastic for something other than making tires. You know, mm. in World War Two. <laughs> Why did I know that? Wow. <laughs> Wow, can you imagine, like, the world before <laughs> The world before plastic. Mm-hmm. I want us to start, like, adding links to things that are referenced in their important facts or 
uh, products or anything like that, that that are referenced in this podcast in our social media because I I think our generation and the one that's after us need to know. Right. Wow, you need to know Chelsea. Yeah, that Chelsea, honey, got that Chelsea. You got it from the dollar store now and back in the day. What a roll on. I had Chelsea when I came here. Oh, yeah. Chelsea, a piece of right guard. What <laughs> <laughs> was his joke? was almost like your arm's so nasty, you made the right guard go left. <laughs> G. Okay, I'm going to look it up right now. Oh, my God. That's, that's oh, amazing. what else is going on, Mr. Micah? Um, well, so I'm sure you also heard about this, too. Um, well, speaking of, you know, well, we have two things. Um, already the social distancing, I'm sure y'all heard about Mike Pence not wearing oh. a mask. Oh, my God. <laughs> he goes to the Mayo Clinic of all places. Like, he the is, Mayo Clinic is what it's called? Yeah, the Mayo Clinic. M-A-Y-O. M-A-Y-O, yes, like the Mayo. <laughs> like the thing that you can put on their sandwiches. I, I, I understand what you mean. I'm just, I'm just saying, oh. Okay. Bring it out there for the people to listen to. Um, yeah, so he, um, he went to the Mayo Clinic and, you know, despite, like, despite the fact that he's on the COVID-19 course, that all the, have all these recommendations to wear a mask, he went out right in the open, not wearing a mask. And, uh, clearly he was signaling to somebody that, like, you don't need to wear a mask, right? Like, the fact that he felt so... Right. And his whole excuse was that I get tested every day as part of, like, being the White House, I get tested every day, which I... Which I cry BS. You're not, not going to get tested every day for something. Come on now. And his yeah. wife, funny enough, Karen. That's actually, wait, that's actually his wife's name. Wait, his wife's I name is Karen? I think his wife's name is, is it Karen? I think I'll call her Karen anyway. I mean, you should. <laughs> uh, but she, um, she said, oh, well, he was told that he didn't have to wear a mask. I'm like, first of all, you're not being a good wife. Don't say mm-hmm. nothing. Just scowl from the back like, Motherfucker, you know goddamn well these people are gonna say something. Every good wife knows that. Miss Andrea, you know you don't. You don't, sometimes you just sit there, you just gotta close your eyes and be like, I'm gonna fuck him up and get to the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you gotta do. So, like, oh, he didn't have to wear that. Like, now, come on now. Oh, it, it was just, it was totally arrogant and disrespectful. Irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really was. Because all of the Mayo doctors were there. Yeah. The patient was there. They were all masked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he walks in there like, okay, yeah. Yeah, it showed yeah. a complete disregard for, for the For everything. Yeah. Yes. Also, how do you politicize a plague? Like, they found a way to politicize. That's what it is. This is like right. him taking a Republican stance on the issue. This is not like, you know, him not caring. Because, like, they're, now this whole thing about masks versus no masks, opening versus... You know, quarantine yeah. versus reopening. That all of this is politicized. So he's yeah. making a political statement by not wearing the mask. Mm-hmm. And I think we've gotten to the point where this is where things are now. Everything has a political stance to it, like even germs. Right. Right. It makes me wonder, like, you know, like when we had bubonic plague back in the day, where it's like the king, like, oh no, things are fine. I got this rat with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Hey, I do not know anything about the bubonic plague, okay? Just as such as I can call you that old miss. I, I actually have found out that a lot of times these diseases that are supposed to be spread by poor people are actually spread by rich people because they think it's a poor person's disease. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. <laughs> Remember, rich people don't bathe. Like, <laughs> no, this is crazy that he just showed up over there. I mean, in a, I hate wearing masks and because I can't breathe in them. But let me, let me just promote this real quickly. Uh, <sighs> the lovely Miss Andrea right here. She made me four beautiful masks. Oh. Uh, she, well, she made me two, but the post office fucked up the first time. And so she made me two more that came before the two she made me. Um, and they're wonderful and they're breathable. Uh, yes, I can actually put them on and breathe in them. They're very, very nice and well-made. So, um, yes. If you, she's not in business or anything like that, but if you need some masks, we'll put her email. <laughs> I mean, well, <laughs> side hustle. <laughs> yes. It's my ministry. I'm trying to get in heaven, okay? All right. <laughs> I know who you live with. You already going to heaven. You're fine. You are good. Mike can know who she lives with too. <laughs> oh, I know who she lives with. That's enough. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Um, let's do um, one more music. Like one more um, topic before the music break, which is again okay. also related to social distancing and people not obeying the rules. So um, I don't know if you heard, but like the um, the leader of Reopen in North Carolina, um, who is um, Audrey S. Whitlock, um, noted that uh, wait 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 actually yeah so like she was very, like they were very much against um, the governor's like uh, Governor Cooper's um, orders, um, but they just happened to capture they had protests and everything they just happened to get COVID nineteen <laughs> it has a positive for it. Oh, the governor? No, 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 no. The, the protester. Oh, I did see that. Of course. Yeah. And and so there's this big question now because there's a big protest on. Hold on, I'm gonna pull the date real quick. There was a big protest on. Oh God, what day was it? Um, this past week on two on this on the on um, the 26th, and there's a big question. Like they have not responded as to whether or not they were present or not before that. <laughs> So they could have potentially infected everyone at the protests? Mm. Well, that's the thing that's crazy about people not following orders. I know this was not in your program, but I'll speak on this because in my name. Speak on it. Speak on it. And I'm going to sound like the last prejudiced person, but you know what? Fuck it. Uh, But it's weird because here, the Hasidic community is not adhering. Mm hmm. Right. Not not the whole community, but like, you know. Oh, we should talk about that, actually. We can talk about that real quick. The Hasidic community. Because there was a rabbi that died, mm-hmm. and there were like over a thousand people in the street. Yes, and the police had to break up the funeral. But the gag is, it was the rabbi that died from COVID nineteen. That's what he died of. Yes, I did not know that. Well, you know what? There's another plot twist to this. I Ooh. heard that that whole gathering was approved by the NYPD. Really? really? Yes. So that's why I'm like, okay, why would you approve something like this? Oh, that's a plot twist right there. It's such is, a plot twist. I, I think oh, that explains the... why they didn't have such an aggressive action. Like, I think they were hoping that even though they approved it, that people would be taking certain measures to like keep some distance and not be oh. super sensitive. But it was approved. Well, it was insane on the, on, the, on the video. It looked crazy. Yeah, it looked like there was like thousands well, of people. Yeah, yeah. Because the community is really large. And, so, and, and when an important figure in the community, you know, dies, like they're going right. to all come out. So like they, um, 
I don't know what the rules are. Like I know like in other religions, like for example, I know that um, for something very normal, like in, uh, for Muslim people who live in like Norway or Alaska, when they have like 30 days of like sunlight, right? They have mm-hmm. to like the rules for their fasting. So I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. So I'm like, there has to be some sort of council that can adjust their rules and their customs for times like these, you know? I'll be Christian that time. I I wouldn't really like to like look into it. Maybe ask a couple of my friends from that community. I do have Mm. a couple of people who I, you know, grew up around and worked with who are from that community who I still stay in touch with. And I would like to ask them about that. Like what, or maybe that's something that they haven't even been able to flesh out yet. But yeah. it's it, that all of that. There's so much about that whole thing that's very strange to me, and it's also reflective of what I've witnessed growing up in in um, next to, I guess, parallel to that community for a huge chunk of my life. You know? Yeah, it was interesting. I was just like, wow, because every time when I walk towards the bridge um, of um, Williamsburg Bridge, whenever, excuse me, when you hit a certain part, it's a big Hasidic community. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Satmar, Satmar community. Yeah, yeah, when you when you on the when you're on the bridge, there's a lot of adherents. There are a lot of people who, um, funny enough, it's always the women uh, who are adhering to the law and doing what <laughs> should be done. <laughs> Let me put that out there. <laughs> you know, the dudes are not so much. I guess, yeah, not so much. <laughs> so let me say that much because I see a lot of women because they, you know, they're pushing the kids. Of course, you know that the walk with the kids and stuff but they're always distancing or if they were each and some of the kids have masks on and all of that so uh but i hope just everybody just we just want to knock this out so it would just be nice really for everyone to just kind of follow this because we're all tired you know i had a mm-hmm. day today we'll talk about that later but you know Ooh. Uh, it is we'll, what it we'll, is. We'll, we'll, keep drinking we'll talk about that um ah, yes. don't worry about that yes <laughs> i would um, say don't hold your breath <laughs> Because when you live in a society like our society, in mean, American society, that's really identifies identity is based off of individualism and asking mm. them to make lifestyle sacrifices for the collective. Like that's not ingrained in like the American like ethos. Mm-hmm. It's not happen. I don't think only we have to do that as black people, I guess, because you know how to put yeah. it all together. I mean, if black people live all clustered together in one patch of America by ourselves, <laughs> we would have a COVID-free environment in like t- fourteen days. However, <laughs> it's not the way it is. We're all intermingled in other communities. Right, right, right. So I, I mean, we'll I mean, have to get rid of a few of them, them motherfuckers, but you know, it'll right. be okay. Yeah, no, I mean, if, I mean, like if it was like just like a black community, a Latinx community, an Asian like different, you know, variants Asian communities, like I think we probably would be fine. It's just yeah, we are stuck with. Well, that. let me say this before you go to the music break. Actually, in New York City as itself has calmed down a lot. So the COVID thing, uh, Miss Andrea, uh, the COVID um, in New York City is low, but it's high in the state. You know, so which is yeah, you know, well, in, in the state. That's what I meant. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just reading an article a couple of days ago about, you know, how they were telling people not to go to church and have all those people yeah. clustered in church, all up on top of each other, praising the right. Lord during this. Mm-hmm. Well, thirty black Pentecostal ministers in Bible Belt are now dead because they held oh. those services. What? Wow. Oh my God. Wait. Are you serious? What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See? Nope. Wow. Because also, because if they're dead, how many of their, like, 
of the folks up to the church are dead. The patron. Ain't nobody left to count them. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. Um, this is like I, I we're definitely gonna continue talking about I'm Yes, you know, the perfect time. Is is it is always here and I need a refill by Rose. So we're gonna move to our music break. Um so T Boss's birthday was this past week. Um we didn't get celebrated last week, but I'm gonna celebrate her now. So we are doing three tracks from TLC um that feature her as the as the feature as the main vocalist. So we're doing Creep, Baby Baby Baby, and Hat to the Back. Um, you listen to Queer State of Mind on uh, Waiter Free Brooklyn, and we will be back in a moment. Yes. Me again. Thank you. 
listening to Queer State of Mind, New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Stay connected with all the tea and more. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash queerstateofmind and follow us on Twitter at QSOMNYC. Yeah, so that was okay. T Boss. Uh, happy 50th birthday to T Boss. I'm sorry, what did you just say? Yes, happy 50 50th birthday. No. Yes. No. No, yes. no, 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 yes. no. Yes, no, baby, no, baby, no. baby. You know, she's 50, which is amazing given how much she's been through that, like, they didn't think she's going to last as long. And she, she is the baby and everything. She boss is 50 years old. Yep. Yeah. Yes. That's Come us. on, Bane, Miss Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I know y'all can't see right now, but like, we're just looking at <laughs> Andrea. Like, she has one of her beautiful masks on, and it is. It's purple, but I'm also just like, oh my god, my mom loves the color purple. Like, I think I would love to have my mom have that, and it matches her hair. It's just, it's beat. <laughs> I just realized yeah, I, I was like talking, Hi, and I was on mute. Yeah. She right. looks like oh. she hates. Yeah. Wait, did someone? Like ha- <laughs> yes. She looks. She looks like she hates Batman, honey. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. Also, we have a, another guest coming on in a moment. <laughs> Who's coming on? Who just said hello? Deron. Oh, wait. Oh, and I got four in my screen. Oh, Jesus Christ. Girl, you Hello. stayed. She stayed not being being on this show. Yep. Every week. I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be there. Five minutes later. Uh, you know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and come on in. <laughs> I was actually asked to come on. Oh, you were? I was yeah. just I suggested it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Highly suggested it, like, five times. So I was just like, let me do this for uh, Mike. Okay, you want to pull receipts? <laughs> no, and I also, I also really want to meet uh, Rebecca's mother. Nice. Oh, you never met Miss Andra? No, <laughs> hi. Hi, I'm Oh, Bruce. honey. How do you do? How are you doing? Sandra <laughs> is the truth and the light, honey. A hundred percent. She is the oh my truth. God. I miss Let her, I miss her morning wine. Oh, oh, morning wine. Yes. No, honey. You don't understand the morning wine, honey. You're, you're, you're amateur, oh. honey. Oh, sorry. You're breakfast wine. Excuse me. It's breakfast wine. Breakfast, breakfast, breakfast wine. wine. Yes. Let me tell you the best thing that has ever, best, well, one of the best advice I ever got from Miss Andrew, and this actually has carried me, this has to do with social media. She might not remember this, but I remember this. This was like right when I started on Facebook, I had written something like put a cuss word in my title. And she sent me a message to call me and said, you're not going to do that because you're a professional person. You don't need to yes. see people out. People don't need to see you out there being vulgar. You can make little jokes and stuff, but don't be out there vulgar and doing this and opinion. I was like, and I took that to heart. And you don't catch me on Facebook cutting the food. Okay. You know, oh, in the social media platform, I want you to know, I know that I will never forget that. I said, Rebecca, your mom just called me and let me have it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we are not mothers. having that. Yes, mothers. No, we, so, we, so. we need that. So I'm so appreciative, appreciative of you. Like, I, I just want to say thank you so much for, you know, accepting me into your family. Like, it's just, you're like my second mom. And this is great. And I know my mom's going to be listening to this. So, like, I want your mom, I want you to be my mom at some point. Like, I just, oh, yes. 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 What makes you think I'm not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, never. No, Duran, you would love Miss Andrew. She is um, everybody's favorite. Um, 
she's everybody's favorite. Now she did trick me to drive her to the casino one time, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to respect your elders, honey. You smile, okay. you push. That's what you okay. do. You know, because they will get you out of some stuff you don't need to be, you know, into. But Thanks. anyway, you're about, are you interviewing her now? Are you going to wait till the next hour? I mean, we'll start. So I'm going to start with this. A, a we'll little start. There's a lot this to talk is, about. This is, there's a lot. And like, I think that um, this is, you know, like, I think we can, this is something that's like, is so pertinent to right now. I think, um, so Andrea, um, she recently did a TED TEDx talk um, on, on the suffragette movement and I like you have to if you haven't seen it you need to see it it's on YouTube like just please search it like we'll we'll post the link on our social media so you can watch it um it's just it's very touching and it just like you know the way you re you're related to your art and like have this like you know in your in your like in just like their journey that you went through to find out this information about these black suffragettes and like the stuff that they went through to to vote I, I think it's just so amazing, like 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 the, like the story of the woman who went to Georgia, like it was like your um, your mother-in-law, right? Like like you know she was yeah, like, it was my mother-in-law, and she had yeah. the, and she just happened to have the deed, like she just like thought like it's just like <laughs> it's 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 just amazing, and I I just I just want to know like what what inspired you to start this project, like what like what kind of inspired you to like look into the like to you know, the 19th Amendment and you know just look into the suffragettes? Yeah, well, this this actually, I didn't mean to get this deep into it. This actually started in the fall of 2018. And I belong to an artist group. I do needlework and uh, tapestry type work as my art form. And I was getting ready to be in an art exhibit. And the person that curates the exhibit challenged me to find a subject for my artwork for since it had since 2019 was the 100th anniversary of Congress passing the 19th Amendment, the woman's mm -hmm. vote. He wanted me to find a black woman from Dayton, Ohio who had been involved in the suffragist movement. Wow. Well, my first response to him was, well, if there was such a person like that, I'm sure you would have found her long ago, as long as these projects have been going on for like 15 years, honoring black people from Dayton, Ohio. I said, I'm sure that you must have found one already. He said, as a matter of fact, no, we didn't. So anyway, <laughs> I took the challenge. I found her. Her name was uh, Julia Ann Galloway Higgins, and she was oh, heavily Higgins. involved in what was called the Dayton Women's Suffragist Association. Mm -hmm. And that's where it all started. So, you know, I created, I did all of this research, and it was like picking a scab. You know, the more information I found, I just wanted some more. So I just mm -hmm. kept picking and picking and picking. And then ultimately, I found out that I actually knew, know this woman's great grandson. And so he took me to meet the last remaining elder of their family, who at the time was 95 years old. Wow. Who remembered this woman back in the 1912 as her great grandmother. That's amazing. And she told me what she knew. So I, I found out all this information about this woman, who, other than being a suffragette, and, and, and let me back up a minute. 
Dayton was one of those anomalies in the country where the white women's suffragists actively sought the involvement of women from the black community. Oh, wow. To be a part of them. Wow. And what I found from my research was that first thing I did was I was looking for something and I said, oh boy, how, how hard is this going to be? So I did this internet search query looking for black women associated with the suffragette movement. And I found this whole document entitled Diversity and Women's Suffrage, the Dayton Women's Suffrage Association. And it detailed all this stuff that these people went through back in 1912 to 1914 to do what they were doing, trying to get this vote thing together. But all through this document, it referenced the minutes from the meetings of the Women's Suffrage Association. And it just happens to be that these minutes are housed in the archives at the Dayton Library. So I trotted on down to the library to look in these minutes. And lo and behold, I found this woman's name throughout this document talking about her at these meetings. And the, finally, the one that struck home for me, it said that, and the lady's name that I discovered was Julia Ann Galloway Higgins. And it said that Mrs. Higgins is requested to garner the resources of the black community and along with the black women of West Side of Dayton to manage the information booth on Mondays. Yes. So, yeah. That became at least the title of my piece of artwork. It was called <laughs> Mondays at the Booth. Yeah. And so I made this thing with these yeah. black women <laughs> at I a voting information <laughs> booth. So, but this woman was so much more than a black suffragette. She was involved in all kinds of things in the black community. She was one of the black, one of the first black Red Cross nurses. What? She helped get the YW, the women's, the black YWCA started in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, she started a literary group. You know, back in the early 1900s, women got together to drink tea. And I, I think they probably had something in that tea. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they had these literary groups where they just tried to read books because they didn't handle no TV back then. Mm -hmm. So they read these books and they tried to uplift the educational standards of not only themselves, but the community at large that they were involved in. So she was involved in that. And she was also a treasurer of a nonprofit or organization called the Colored Women's, the Colored People's Protective Association. I mean, she was just so heavily involved in so much more. But what I was interested in mainly was her involvement with the suffragette movement because that's what I was looking for. Well, anyway, I made the artwork, I gave a speech, and I became known to the Dayton, the current Dayton Women's Suffrage Association. So first thing they asked me to do is come to a dinner. And I went to this Ooh, dinner. And yes. <laughs> Stop me if I'm going on too far, okay? Oh, just, no, 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 you're fine. You got a question. Anyway. But um, one second. Um, let me start the second hour, um, and then we'll, okay. I want to see the story because this is juicy, and this is something that every this is a history that we all need to know. But um, okay. 
Right Let back. me know when to get started and rev up again. Oh, yeah, yes, 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 please. All right, guys. Um, so you are listening to Queer of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn, and I know you are this amazing story. Um, there's more coming. We'll be right back in a... Well, speaking of fucked up, honey. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, she don't came up. Look at her. You look at God. You need merch. <laughs> I don't know if that's God, but yeah, look at something, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not going to let me do anything. Let's get that right. Bitch, I see what you did there. You did what I did there. And I appreciate it. It's amazing. This remix will literally give you life. Okay, yeah, we're listening to Queers of the Mind. I'm going to let these queens calm down. Because they Ooh! do need to calm down. They're doing the most. I'm All right. What, I want. what is happening? What is happening on the record right now? Say your girlfriend. I'm like, no, this is my good Judy. This is the fuck you mean. Right. Ladies with an attitude, tell us that are not in the mood. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Time for the Messy Hour, right here on Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Hi, guys. So we're not going to get too messy right away. I want to continue this story. If you were listening earlier, um, Andrew was telling an amazing story about... Like, I just wanted to continue. Like, please, like, share, like, share the shade, share the say everything. Like, I, like, this is this is her story that we just don't know about. <laughs> okay, so where did I leave off? Well, anyway, Julianne Galloway Higgins became my hero. She was involved in all kinds of things, and you know, so it became for me to learn more about this lady, other than the few years she worked with the suffragists. But anyway, what people were interested in because of the timing, 2019 and 2020, it was all about the suffrage movement and passage of that 19th Amendment. So as a result of that piece of artwork that I had in the exhibit, I came to the notice of the Dayton Women's Suffrage Association. They invited me to a dinner just to get to know some of the people. And there were Black women there too, some of of whom I even knew. I actually run into Governor Taft who was one of Rebecca's cheerleaders. That's another whole long story. But anyway, he was there. He recognized me and said, how's Rebecca? Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But the other lady that I met who was their keynote speaker that night was a lady named Elaine Weiss. She had written a book uh, entitled The Woman's Hour. And what that whole book was about was about the women's suffrage movement. And particularly what caught my notice of that book was that the last part of it talked about that summer before the 19th Amendment was actually ratified uh, in Tennessee. You guys may not know, but you know when a bill gets passed, it gets passed by Congress, and then the states have to vote on it. Mm-hmm. So lo okay. and behold, it takes 38 states to actually ratify an amendment. And Tennessee was the last one to pass a vote. Tennessee really? of all places for women's okay. suffrage. But anyway, so I actually made friends with her and she actually helped me with my TEDx speech. Hmm. So after that evening I met her, the Women's Suffrage Association here asked me to come to a dinner and be their keynote speaker 
and give them everything I knew about Mrs. Higgins. So I did that. And because of that speech, then my, I became uh, known to the TEDx people. Oh. And that's how I got involved with the TEDx okay. people. Wow. And that relationship started in October. Now, keep in mind, the speech wasn't given until February 29th. But from October to February 29th, I am formulating this speech that I'm ultimately giving on that morning. And mm -hmm. it turns into to being something that I was not expecting. Mm -hmm. Once again, it took me down a path of investigation where I learned some things. And, and, and by the way, when I go back to that artwork that I created, one of the things I actually said in the speech was that I came to understand that the artwork that I created was not quite as important as the stuff I learned along the way mm -hmm. creating that artwork. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so this guy calls me, sends me an email message that somebody from the D Dayton Women's Suffrage Association uh, sent my name to him that they thought I would be a good, good candidate to be in their TEDx salon women's speech that was coming up in February. So I met with him. And even after I met with him and I understood kind of what he wanted, I still didn't get the full impact. I had heard of TED speeches. I'd kind of heard of TEDx speeches. And I said, oh, yeah, that's nice that's, that somebody's doing that. But I had no idea what all was involved. My charge became taking that information that I knew about Mrs. Higgins and the women's suffrage movement and bring it to current day to infuse or light a fire under some people to at least change their minds about the way they thought about things or to become more enthusiastic about this subject. Mm. The, this TEDx thing is no joke. It is no joke. It ain't easy. I spent more time doing that than I did probably on working on a graduate thesis. Wow. Uh, the speech that I finally gave was, was draft number eight from October to February. Wow. They assign you a mentor. Mm. You are expected to give a speech without notes in your hand, without a teleprompter. What? Wow. Oh, oh. oh yeah. <laughs> you know, you practice this thing. My mentor, I met with her wow. probably twice a week from November to February. Wow. Working on this speech. I went before a panel and, and did my notes and a prelim and all that kind of stuff. And they said, well, you're headed this way. What about this way? But anyway, once I decided all the information I had, I, I gave it in an outline to this group of people and this wonderful black woman named Sierra Leone, of all things. She said, <laughs> yeah, right. do not laugh. This woman is deep. She is the truth. My father's family from Sierra Leone, so it's fine. I know this. <laughs> that, that's why it gave me chill bumps when I met her. <laughs> and, and so she listened to what I had to say. And I started out talking about the women's suffrage movement. 
And the more I learned about the women's suffrage movement, the more I learned about the extent that other folks went to to keep that from happening. Mm. So the title of my speech became From Suffrage to Suppression. Oh, wow. And, you know, it took them, it took two years of these women trying to get the vote. And mostly they had in mind they was trying to get the vote for white women because when it boiled down to it, oh, they viciously thought that involving oh, black God. women in the movement was actually going to take focus away from them. Mm. But Dayton persisted in working with their black community for up to a point until the national organization said, we really cannot support you that well if you don't keep this up. Wow. So I think they kind of cut the ties with the black community, although the black women kept at it because they knew that it meant vote for them too. Mm. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, you know, and they were already suppressing black men. Right. So here's a movement they could get involved in. But what it boiled down to is that, oh, and let me back up a minute. I ran during the course of all this, I ran into this movie called The Suffragette. And this was all about white folks over in England yeah. and white mm-hmm. women trying to get the vote for white Street. women over there. But the same things that were happening over there were happening here. Mm-hmm. And the extent of suppression over there went to women involved in the movement, mainly poor white women, sometimes lost their homes. They got divorced. Mm-hmm. They had their children taken away from them, all from their white husbands who did not want to lose the power that they had in the family unit and in the community by letting their wives get the vote. Wow. Yeah. So white men been repressing and suppressing white women for a long time. It didn't just happen with these old white men in Congress right now trying to decide women's reproductive rights. You know, this goes way, way back. Wow. But anyway, what I did learn and and what's so important to me is that I'm in no means an activist, you know, the angry black woman, which I try not to be, but it comes out every once in a while. But from the time that vote was taken to pass the 19th Amendment, the real work at suppressing all kinds of votes took place. Mm -hmm. And they were not only suppressing black men and black women and still trying to suppress white, white women, the real deal kicked into high gear with suppressing black folks. And you know, I don't have to tell you guys about all the people that lost their lives. Yeah. Trying to vote and trying to make sure that everybody else can vote. You know, and the extent they went to, through to it with the poll taxes and the testing at the mm-hmm. polling locations and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just from one thing to another. And it wasn't just black folks. They tried to suppress. They did it. They did it. And they're still doing it to mm-hmm. Native Americans. They did it to the Japanese folks as long as they could. Right. Uh you know, so so we got everybody being suppressed. And, you know, what it finally boiled down to for me is that once an amendment is passed, 
And once you get the right to do something, you really got to in, stay involved to make sure you can exercise that right. Mm -hmm. You know, just passing it means deadly. Exactly. You know, because they passed the Voting Rights Act back in 1965, and the Supreme Court just went through it and cut it all to shreds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and what I found that was really interesting, based mm -hmm. on that book I was telling you I read about the lady from that wrote the book called The Woman's Hour, is we have we have gone full circle from Tennessee being the state that finally cast the vote that finally ratified the amendment to the current governor putting in some of the most restrictive voter registration acts that have been in existence since they first passed the damn amendment. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, you can get put in jail for mistakenly writing down your wrong zip code on your registration documents. Are you serious? Oh, I mean, oh it, it got that heavy. It's wow. that heavy. You know, you wow. can be fined and jailed for making mistakes on your registration documents. That's crazy. That's and why the whole speech went from mm. suffrage to suppression. And even today, they send out, they, they're constantly trying to cut early voting rights. Even right now. Yeah. Trump trying to keep people from voting absentee. Right. I mean, I, people have been voting absentee in states for I don't know how long. Exactly. Right. I mean, that's, that's why I found so great and it's like so timely about your piece is that, you know, like, like what was it last week, Wisconsin? Like, well, two weeks ago, people were voting in Wisconsin and like, oh, yeah. You know, for COVID 19, they're like, we should not have to do this. Like, you know, but it's like, it's go ahead and go. You know, we, we got lucky here in Ohio. I am not a fan, or at least I didn't used to be a fan of Governor DeWine. But at least he had the good sense to stop election day being on March 17th around here. Oh. Said, no, we're not voting on that day. Mm. We're gonna extend it to the end of April and all the votes are gonna be cast that haven't been done in early voting are gonna be done by absentee ballot. That's great. You know, so he did that. So I'm, I keep looking at, and he has handled this Corona thing, you know, very, very, very well, and I'm really yeah. impressed about that. Mm -hmm. But he got some other issues going on that I still would like to roast him about. It's but, the same you know, thing here, Miss Andra. It's the same thing here in New York City because that's the way we feel about Cuomo. Cuomo has been on top of it in the Corona, on yep. top mm -hmm. of it. I mean, like he's he is. You can't come for his, his. You can talk about him before that, but this right here, I know what you mean. It's really one of those things where I'm like, okay, this is where you see a leader. When mm -hmm. politics aside, you're like, all right, I have a problem with you, but the way you're handling this, yeah, it make, gives a whole different type of, you know, feel like, okay, yeah. So I know that you can do the right thing. Exactly. <laughs> when it's so to your continue. when it's to your benefit, you can do the right thing. Right. Uh, <laughs> that it. <laughs> and, no. and 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 I'm gonna and I'm gonna lay this one right thing. You remember when Trump said he could walk right out on Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and wouldn't no do do nothing about it? Yeah. Mm hmm That activity has made itself present in what he has done with attacking this corona thing. He has walked out on Fifth Avenue and he is killing thousands of people a day with every yeah. decision he makes. Right. Mm -hmm. 
relative to this disease. I mean, I was watching the briefing the other day, and uh, um, someone asked about, they said, hey, about uh, Korea, I think, being ahead of, of something more than the U.S. has, and what he had to say about that. He goes, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. You know, was pretty, the guy was like, yes, research, it was, this was given to you. He's like, well, then he's like, well, I will let her answer that question. The, the lady mm -hmm. next so it was just like the simple fact of we started late. Yes, they are ahead of us, but we're doing our best and taking an example from them to make sure we are okay. That's all you had to say. Exactly. But it was almost like, oh, well, they won. I, I, didn't, I didn't know they did, but let her talk about mm -hmm. it. And the poor woman, she's just like, fuck. <laughs> right. right. You know. Mm -hmm. It's like all these doctors around. I'm like, don't say nothing. Just get off the podium and let the doctors do their job. Mm -hmm. Because you have these people who are really trying their best to make you look good, look crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You no. Know? This is this is super. So, yeah. You know, so, so anyway, so here we are, and and, and the main point at the, at the end of my speech was that these acts of suppression are ongoing. Mm -hmm. They come from sources you wouldn't expect, you know, and, and they sneak up on you. And, and my whole notion was that you got to stay alert to the stuff coming at you. Like, you know, sending wrong addresses to people is where you're supposed to go and vote. Mm -hmm. you, know, oh. you know, sending yeah. wrong information about when you're supposed to go go and vote. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And giving you information about how you can vote. We ain't got no electronic voting yet. No. The state of, of Iowa found out that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so my what I ended up doing was just telling people that if you care about this, you have to stay alert to all of the things coming at you to destroy your ability to cast your vote. Mm -hmm. And, and you, and you got to be aware that, you know, it may come in a suit that you don't normally talk to, mm -hmm. you know, oh, there it is. No, true. No, sure. Drop the dime on that one right there. It may come in a suit that you don't normally yeah. talk to. Mm -hmm. There it is. Wow. Yeah. But you got to be alert to it. And at a minimum, when you see it happening and you recognize it for what it is, even if you're not an activist, you ought to know who to call mm -hmm. to tell them about it, to tell them to do something. Exactly. You know, and, and that's the basis of it. You know, that, that was where my speech ended. I didn't intend for it to go there, but that's where it ended up. <laughs> well. Can't help it. No, you know, thank you so very much for that perspective. Like, I think it's it's so key, especially now, given like, again, everything right now, like we just don't know what November is going to look like. So I think it's like all more important to keep this, you know, in the forefront of our mind. Like, right. the, the literally something that happened a hundred years ago is like repeating itself in its, in its own way, right? Like this is so key to keep in mind. Um, so I really thank you, Andrea, for putting that perspective. And we're gonna put your link on our social media because like people need to see yes. this and yes. like watch. And yes. So thank yes. you so very much.
Um, well, thank you for inviting me. This was actually fun. <laughs> oh, you can stay, honey. Now you can get real toasted because we're about to get messy. Yes, so, <laughs> I wanted to be respectful for you because I like want to make sure she said this thing that's very important. I said, okay, let her say this. And once this is done, we can get messy. Right. So, you know, oh, so you know, so the fun starts now. Is that what you're saying? The fun is about to start right after this music break. This fun is about kind of to fun. start. Well, I'll be hanging in for that. I just want you to know. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> we learned. We've learned so much today. This one was great. We really did. We have. Um, so we're gonna move to our music break. Um, we're switching around a little bit. So um, we're gonna play. So you know, we're gonna talk about insecure when we come back. So I want to play Case of the X because that was a huge pivotal point for last week's episode. Um, we're going to do the new call song, Mask Love Soap Scrubs. And then we're going to do Don't Stand So Close to Me by the Police, because, you know, it's quarantine time, so you got to, like, you know, be on top of it. So, <laughs> State of Mind and Radio Free Brooklyn, we'll be back in a, a moment. Yeah. Midnight and she's on your phone Saying come over cause she's all alone I could tell it was your ex by your tongue Why is she calling now after so long? Now what is it that she wants? Tell me what is it that she needs? Does she hear about the brand new things that you just bought for me?
mask, gloves, soap, scrubs, tick tock, grub, hub, twinks, jocks, bears, cubs, zoom is the new club, six feet, no hugs, still beat these mugs, sick beat, cut a rug, Joe Exotic is a bug, kitty cat cat, tell me Carol Baskin, where is the husband, everyone's asking, stimulus check, everybody better cash in, mask and gloves, yeah, that's a new fashion, girl, what did that girl just say, girl, girl, I don't go to work, I don't leave, I stay, I don't care, I eat, eat, eat and sleep all day, and then I watch TV, that's just the tea, hunty, until they set us free, I'ma let you see, what you gonna let them see, my mask, gloves, soap, scrubs, mask, gloves, soap, scrubs, mask, gloves, soap, scrubs, mask, gloves, soap, Trader Joe's at home, gym fish, don't come close, kiss, wave, wave, blow a kiss, mask, poor, mask, sis, left, right, left, right, swiping on Tinder, what was life like, I can't remember, needing my haircut, somebody shave her, where is all of the toilet paper, girl, what did that girl just say, girl, Ooh, girl, I don't go to work, I don't leave, I stay, I don't care, I eat, 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 and sleep all day, and then I watch TV, that's just the tea, hunty, Until they set us free, then I'ma let you see. What you gonna let them see? My mask, gloves, soap, scrubs, 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 mask, gloves, soap, scrubs. Okay, dolls, y'all know what time it is. Come on, stay inside and lock the door. Stay inside and lock the door. Now I want you to grab that sponge, grab that broom, get your shout get your bleach cause i know you want to dance but it's time to clean that dirt come on mop for me mop for me mop 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 tongue pop for me pop for me 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 now spray for me spray for me spray 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 stay away from me away from me Away, away from me, away from me, away, stay away from me, away from me, away, away from me, away from me, away, not sweet for me, sweet for me, sweet, 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 now sleep for me, sleep for me, sleep, sleep for me, sleep for me, sleep, sleep for me, sleep for me, sleep, sleep for me, sleep for me, sleep for me, close for me, close for me, close, close for me, close for me, close, close for me, 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 close the wall for me. The wall for me, the wall, the wall for me, the wall for me, the wall, get the wall for me, the wall for me, the wall, the wall for me, the wall for me, the wall now squirt for me, squirt for me, squirt, squirt for me, squirt for me, squirt, squirt for me, squirt for me, squirt, squirt for me, squirt for me, squirt now twerk for me, twerk for me, twerk, twerk for me, twerk for me, twerk, twerk for me, twerk for me, twerk, twerk for me, twerk for me, hands on your knees for me, your knees for me, your knees, your knees for me, your knees for me, hands on your knees for me, your knees for me, your knees, your knees for me, your knees for me, your knees. Fabrice for me, Fabrice for me, Fabrice, Fabrice for me, Fabrice for me, Fabrice, Fabrice for me, Fabrice for me, Fabrice, Fabrice for me, Fabrice for me, Fabrice. That's all.
Take Queer Minded with you wherever you go. Subscribe to our feed at radioqueerminded.com slash QSOM. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and other popular podcast networks. Just search for Radio Queer Minded. Now, let's get back in a queer state of mind. We need to update that promo. (laughs) Yeah. That was some good music, right? No, that was good. The prince, uh, not the, the prince, sorry. Um, the police. The Maya. 
Which one? Oh, well, you know, the, the police, the police. The police, the police were great. No, I love the police. I mean, not the police, but the police, you know. <laughs> right. Oh, that was good. Yeah, no, um, thank you, Sam, for throwing that out there. Thank you for another quarantine song. We're trying to do quarantine songs or isolation songs the entire time. We're, like, isolated, so thank you. Oh, yeah, I got, I got one for next week. Yes. Yes. Double entendre. <laughs> so we so you know we talked about case of, the case of the X and yeah. we definitely want to talk about insecure. Oh yes. What did y'all think? Like if you didn't watch Too Bad Against Spoil for you anyway, what did you think of Insecure? I care. <laughs> I you know I like I like the, the the thing that I like about Insecure is the different aspect of the black women that they have on Insecure. That mm-hmm. they're all they range from zero to a hundred, mm-hmm. um, and they they are pretty much the epitome of the song "Savage." Yes, a bougie rap, like yeah, right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's bring that around, Sam. They're literally the epitome of the of the song "Savage." It's every different aspect of a professional black woman because she mm-hmm. can have she can have all of that. And she can still be one of those girls. <laughs> right. You know. Well, I, think, I think it's funny that, like, you know, I've been talking to a few friends, like, initial reactions. They're like, wow, Molly's, like, you know, like, the, the, like, the way Molly is acting, like, the way, like, Molly and Issa, like, vi- like, you know, vibe with each other and, like, they're fighting. It's like, that's, like, this has been building up for the last, like, four seasons, right? Like, it's like, yeah. he has this, like, idea of, like, what a perfect relationship is. And she can't let go of it, despite the fact and, that, like, bitch, let it go, <laughs> you know? And you know what's so funny? That reminds me of, um, she won't mind me saying, that reminds me of the relationship of me and Jada, in a weird way. Mmm. You tell. You know, no, because I don't <laughs> want people getting drunk and spilling tea, even though Facts. I'm talking on the radio and everybody's going to hear it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they might fair. not be listening to this episode. This <laughs> was on the archive. Right, so spill the tea. Uh, but um, no, but it's, it's, it, re- it reminds me just of that dynamic when you have a friend, which you've had for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like I've known, you know, her since for 22 years. Right. Uh, there comes a point where you outgrow each other in different aspects, mm-hmm. but you don't know how to bring your friendship back together in the aspect that you both are in. And there's nothing wrong with outgrowing each other because you're people. You're supposed to outgrow each other in different aspects of your life. Totally. But uh, I think tension comes when you try to force something that was. Oh, yeah. You know, like if I was a party girl and he was a party, uh, she was a party girl, and then I stopped being a party girl, but she's, but she's still a party girl, but a different type of party girl. <laughs> not, no, not in that way, but you know, just like, you know, I mean, like, but I don't like to party anymore. So the fact that I don't party. Like Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I don't party at the time, yeah. The fact that I don't party, <laughs> oh, I'm quick, you know that. The fact that I don't party doesn't mean that I'm judging you or I'm less or I've changed. It's just that mm-hmm. that's not important to me right. anymore. So I think exactly. that me trying to make sure, I say, you know what, let's go to the party together and I'm going to wild out. And it might Miss Carmo, Miss Carmo, you still freak out and get down. No, I'm trying to, I got to finish this thought, Deron. Hold on, let me finish this thought. I do. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, I don't party like I'm 22 years old anymore. And Obviously. if my friend is, we're the same age, and she's still partying like we're 22, 
Right. And I try to do that I'm, just to keep the pressure together. Thing it becomes a mess. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. Well, no, that's, I, yeah. just, I just do that. Miss Posey, you try to put my auntie out there real quick, bitch. I call that. Don't you dare. <laughs> We're right. not doing that. <laughs> well, well, I think it's interesting. Again, like you know, insecure, yeah. a 10-episode, 30-minute drama, dramedy that like we already saw last season how right. Kelly and Tiffany were drifting apart because of her right. pregnancy, but we didn't see the full details of it. But Honestly, it's so long ago, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thanks for reminding me. But like now we're seeing it. Miss Andrew, have you ever seen Insecure? You gotta unmute. Say again. Have you ever seen Insecure, the show? Nuh-uh. Ooh, you gotta watch get it. into it. You should watch it. I need to see that. Yes. Yes, it's about a, 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 a young black lady who yeah. is- black, black millennials. Black, it's black all about black millennials, like 30-year-old black, black millennials who are all in different, in different in LA, in different views in their life. It is very much a, a black female thought-driven. Young Yeah, it's good. You would like it's, it. And it's also the funny because to do some mess. It's like pretty much if you had to let me put it this way: if you had to follow around Rebecca, Lauren, and Tam, <laughs> I like which I do, which you do. But if you were like, oh, they they all day, they're not millennials, but Duran, you're being messy. See, there we go. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> but I was to be fair. About. To be fair. To be fair. No, no. I'm no. just saying that. But if you had to follow, it's just one of those things where like it's so much about the black human mm-hmm. experience and all you know with themselves. Yeah relationships and within the white world so check it out and so it's a show we watch every week but it's so good much what's happening it, is um this it ain't changed they yeah, could have made no. the movie 30 years ago <laughs> well, yeah. friendships that are growing up yeah right. breakdown right. in molly i'm oh, sorry so what's the name of it again it's called insecure uh, it's a, i'll let you do that sam you, you can okay. break that down better than i can tell me about it sam I would say this breakdown in Molly and Issa's relationship is something that I actually went through with a friend. It's somebody Micah knows, actually, because he worked with her. Um, it actually played out in the exact same way. Like, watching it happen is, like, oh, so girl. surreal. I'm like, what? It's like that. Because, like, it starts off with you start to notice little things, but um, certain comments that they make, you take it now in a different light because you don't see them as a friend in the same way that you did in the previous years you take their, their words affect you differently. And that happened to me personally. Like I experienced that where you start to feel like, I'm like, you know what? You violated. I don't know if I trust you anymore. So then certain words that will come out of their mouth that didn't even register. Um, like if it would have been like three years ago, now when you hear it, you're like, oh, that's shady. And then it starts to compound and then mm. friendship unravels. Hopefully, I, I, the thing where we went wrong is that we didn't really communicate or um, maybe it was just supposed to end. But I feel like Issa, the characters of Issa and Molly can if they, are, if they keep it real with each other. Mm. I think it will come back. I honestly do. Wow. I think what it is for me, I think, like I said, you, you have to learn how to be the friends you are with the people who you are now versus who mm-hmm. you were. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem because he's trying to cater to what you wear. We try to cater to what we wear. Just just naturally. We just try to fall into, oh, you know what? I don't want to seem bougie to this bitch, you know, because she knew me when I was living in the ghetto, you know, so let me act ghetto in front of me. Like, no, that's not who you are anymore. That was what happened to me. Exactly. It's happened. 
It's happened yeah. to me too. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I had a friend that I outgrew. Right. That is sort of like she stopped at a certain point and I kept going to a different experiences and and reacting and evolving to the circumstances in my current environment. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no matter what environment you put her in, she couldn't adapt to it right. and, and, mm. and readjust herself to it. She remained who she was at age 22 up until she was 45 and 50. And it just didn't work. Um, oh, wow. Exactly. That's true. See, that's, yeah. That is true. That's, that's true right there. I mean, because like, how, I, mean, I, I think we can all probably think of someone we all know who is just like that, right? Who, <clears throat> but also, it's the reverse. Like when it's expected of you, like for example, with the friend that I mentioned, like I, they, their complaint was like, I was, I was being different. Like I'm not the same person I was when I when I when I was unemployed and depressed. I'm like, well, um, <laughs> yeah, because you were unemployed and depressed. And you depressed. Have a job, I had so. time and I wanted to go out and drink. That's what unemployed depressed people do. But like now I have a job and that means I have less time on my hands because I have to go to sleep at a different a certain time. And I have other. I was getting more into my organizing. So like, you know, um, you know, I had less time to do certain type of things and it's in less time to, and I did, we did have less time to have one-on-one hangs, but I tried to include that person in like the other hangs, like how yeah. Molly it, It's called, there. you grew up. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you right. know Molly is not really feeling yeah. like being pulled into that group <laughs> exactly. Lisa, that friend had the same problem, felt like, oh, I just feel like I'm being an afterthought. I'm like, no, actually, I have I have new people in my life that I'm adding, I still want you to be a part of it. Right, right, right. right. Absolutely, that's what it is. And, and so people can't take that. that. <laughs> Let me say this I mean, real quickly they, they because don't have to be I prerogative, but then you gotta go. Mm-hmm. I talked to Duran today, and I, I was told, Mike, I'm not gonna say any names on the air because I don't feel like embarrassing anybody. As you should not. Uh, but um, no, I'm not gonna. You know, I don't do that. Mm-mm. But uh, somebody I spoke to today uh, for about 30 minutes, someone who actually made an effort, picked up the phone and called me on the video phone oh, yeah. and spoke to me and had a good conversation and encouraged me because I didn't have anything left in me because I couldn't even call my friends. I love my friends. I don't want to depress them with this. So this person encouraged me and what I had to do, I got done. I'll tell you after the show. I got done and it worked for me perfectly. And I called this person back and said, thank you. And I'm just, I sat over here and said, wow, we're not even close like that. But just the Mm -hmm. fact that this person just picked up, just took the time to do that. Uh, compared to the other person that I had met at this person's party, that I now realize, wait, I can come differently. Realize this person did not want a friend, they wanted a fan. Mm-hmm. That's, ooh, that's a good topic. We should talk about oh, that. Some people want fans and some people don't want friends. Exactly. And I was a fan. I will definitely be on that episode. Okay. <laughs> when I started, when I started to be a friend to so this accurate. person, it was harder for them to take them when I was a fan. Mm-hmm. Some people don't want the truth. Called me today. They, were, they acted. This person right. that called me today, I was actually a fan of, and they called me today with friends. So I had. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? I know who you're talking I mean, about. I'm not obviously going to say who you're talking about, but. I honestly, when you first told me, I had them reversed in my mind. I was like, oh, no, that's not what she said. She was talking about someone else um, that we know. <laughs> I was a big fan of the person that called me today, and I was just like, yeah. wow. Yeah, no, no, no. She called me on a, on, a, on a friend tip, which I was like, okay. Amazing. 
and I actually stood up. I was lying in bed. I actually stood up. I'm about to say something real messy, but you know, say it. Black no, girls wear black no names. I said black girls wear black girls. I'll just show up for you. That was what you said. We got to be careful to use around. We don't know. You I mean, the end of the day. How about that? Be messy. But I think also even Sam said it. Black girls who wear black girls. Actually, show up for you exactly, and also, like, stop it. I I get what you're saying. I I said I was gonna be messy. This is a black girl because she's she's one of us. Um, also, like, you know, I think it's one of those things, right? Because, like, you know, person is someone that, like, you know, I tried to bring into the like, I was like, Sadie, it's like, I want to be her, I want her to be my circle, like, I'll be in her circle, blah blah. blah. And Sadie was like, um, like, she is, I still don't. He is someone that like Not we like. It's like he like at the end of the day, he's still like he he's down, yeah. down right? Like he is a friend, yeah. even if he's messy, right? Right. No, I already, I always, I always like the person. Let's put that. I don't want to be yeah, in no, circle. Totally, hundred percent. Yeah. No, he's a great Girl, person. You know, I'm already in a messy ass circle, bitch. Uh, I don't need to get in a messy er. In the last few years, I've learned that um, some friends are meant for you know certain things, and that's it. Exactly. Yeah, you can accept them for who they are and what your relationship is. That's all it needs to be. Not every friend is meant to be within and that close. Exactly. Group. That's a hard lesson to learn. You have to learn to get older because yeah. I have a few yeah. best friends, but they're all good for different things. A hundred percent. Everybody, like, I don't need this person for this, you know? Totally. Like your friend. That's, that's, called, that's called throw them on the pile and pull them off when you know it's their turn. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love that phrase. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's literally what that is. Because you have some friends are good for going to the bar with you. Have some friends are good to like just being like, "Hey, girl, like I need to talk to you about this." So you have that. Everyone right. has that one friend that you only talk everything about who's your confidant. You have that right. one that's like good for the gallery opening or whatever that may right. be. Yep, the gallery opening. That's a good way of putting that. I mean, but it's true though. Like you have some friends <laughs> that you just true. don't do that. Like, you, like you know, like I think me and Sadie were like, you know, we like. Right. Don't call me for no gallery. Like, I'm not, like, there's certain things that me and Sadie will never do together. Because, well, not me, never, but like we just don't do together because like that's not our relationship, right? No, like, right. Um, it's very. It, it, Mike is like I said. Mike's more the person I talk. I'll put this way. Mike is more of the person I talk to. Duran's more of the person that is like encouraging for some shit I don't want to do, but I'll do it anyway. <laughs> just because. Right. Just like, like, oh. I'm that friend in my friend group. I'm the Duran. In my yes. <laughs> he said, let's go do this. I like. I don't feel like doing this. Then I'll call him five minutes. I say, I guess I can meet you there. Right. No. I mean, I, I think yeah. it's a good point, right? It's like you know. I mean, I think everyone has a particular role. Like you know, like yes, I have a particular role in your life. But like, like you know, Rebecca has a very particular role in your life, right? And I'm not going to take that Sorry, role. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't want that role. <laughs> like that's a lot of pressure. Don't want that role. Thank you, but no thank you. <laughs> no, everybody's role is different. And that's, I think that's exactly. maturity. Mm-hmm. This is what comes from maturity when you learn who's who. And exactly. the funny part about it is the people who are actually good friends to you, when they're around other people, the reason why you guys fit so well into what the other people will hang out with um, is because everybody knows their place. And funny enough, even my friends that I introduce as friends I hang out, they actually have a different relationship than I do with them. Mm-hmm. So come example, our friend Naaman, Micah and Naaman mm-hmm. have a whole complete different relationship than me and oh, Micah yes. have. Oh my God, the, the way it, we look at cowboy not, hats. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think waistlines. Yeah. I say all this to get back to uh, Issa and uh, Molly in the fact that I think that um, Issa is evolving and Molly's not. If I may, if I am mm -hmm. I uh, am I correct, Sam, in saying that? I don't think so because you see, you know, remember that? Okay, the, the Molly is evolving. Let me let me rephrase that. Issa is look. Issa is evolving in a way that we can all see mm -hmm. when we do the character. But I think Molly really is trying to do everything she can. And I don't think she's getting credit for it, you know, like, you know. Yeah, there's that. But also, I think they're showing you how, like, sometimes friendships break down. And it's not like, you know, usually when friendships break down, they're presented as being the fault, more of the fault of one person. Mm -hmm. How it's kind of like it's equal parties throwing jazz. Yeah. And exactly. And one thing that causes mm -hmm. an unraveling in a friendship. And that's why I said it was so right. relatable. Because when I look back on my own experience, I definitely saw parts where I definitely contributed to it unraveling. But, right. like... Um, that's how it is. Like it's you start to exchange things, and then it becomes like a you start drifting further apart because you start to lose that trust. Exactly. Like with the comments, you see how they were like, "Oh, you were coming for me. You were coming for me." Like those are right, right, right. It's been jokes that they made with each other in seasons one and two, and now they're insults. Mm -hmm. the same yeah, yes, yes, I see what you mean. The yeah. lack of right. trust. That little, light shade, that little light shade that has yeah. always, that, that will always... It's no longer shade. Would have been a non-issue <laughs> if it was said in season one and two. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's how they that talk to each other at, jokingly in seasons, right. like, earlier seasons. That's but so funny. Was, that, that sometimes you shade a girl she gets on air and reads you. You know, it happens, but she works through it. That's <laughs> the mature. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. I'm, like, watching that is just, like, such an experience for me. But also, like, it doesn't make me rethink my decisions in my own experience because I really felt like I had to, yeah. I had to be done. <laughs> Is that you miss her? Oh, nah. I'm like, you know what? Thanks for the memories. <laughs> Thanks for the memories. It was great. But, like, you know, you held the space while you, while you did. It was great. But then once I felt like the space you were holding in my life that I made for you was disrespected, I don't miss you for that. Mm. Now, is that Sam or is that Haitian? <laughs> Which one is it? At Sam and Haitian, it's the same thing. Oh, girl, <laughs> I disagree because African karma is different from American karma, honey. I try to keep African karma in the back burner. I, I, think, I, think I feel I'm very influenced by my, by my culture. Are you going to yes. become more as you get older? You're going to become that person. You know who it is. That you know nasty old Haitian woman. Mm. You know you know, in my culture, there's like a disdain for people who are overly familiar that I never used to care about before. And I'm starting to see it now. I'd like, I'm, I'm, I'm approaching 35 and I become very put off by people who are too like, we have a phrase called sumun, which really means on people, literally, as it translates to. And it's like such a negative quality to have. And I feel myself Ooh. becoming that person. Like, oh, you should, like well, you, we, honey, we have Miss Andrea here. She can tell you way more about that. <laughs> she lives a lot. About girls being too familiar, you'd be like, uh, she's like, ah, I, I right. Think you don't know me like that. You don't know me like that. Excuse me. <laughs> you do become. I have been at the uh, the house with the old lady brigade, and all you gotta do is sit and look at facial uh, reactions. Don't say nothing. It'd be like 100%. I'll actually tell you the best one, the best thing. Her, Andrew's sister, and I can declare to this her sister uh, who passed, um, Aunt Helen, uh, who was fabulous 
one of the best memories I had, Rebecca was living in one bedroom apartment in Philadelphia. And um, she had came with her, uh, her daughter, Terry, who I love. And, and, uh, and they were there. And Aunt Helen, no, she was a little rocked. And she wanted a cocktail. So her daughter's like, don't make that cocktail. Her mom's like, make my cocktail. So you think I'm going to listen to you and not your mama? So I made her her cocktail. And that, there was that one day where Rebecca had invited everyone. People had invited the kids. And we didn't want any kids. And the kids ran in. And before I could even, like, I was about to just say something. Helen looked at me and went, fix your face, Sadu. Fix your face. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know. I thought. Cause she just, you know, she's like, just fix you. So, okay, there it is. <laughs> like you to me. <laughs> no, she just saw me breathe and was dead in the eye and just like stopped it right there, like halt. I said, like, okay. So, but there's something to be said about people who, you know, been through some stuff and lived. So. Yeah. I, no, we put that memory out there. Oh. That's oh, funny, say, dude. I didn't. That's, you didn't know that? Oh no, she got them together. Fix your face, Sadie. Fix it. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> she was now playing. I, I got her a drink and I went back in the room. I said, Yeah, you go on here. I'm gonna sit here. You know. Oh my god. Terry was mad. I said, I can't I, what am I gonna say no to your mama? No. <laughs> <laughs> um oh my god. This is <laughs> This has been such a good episode. I mean, we, unfortunately, we have to wrap up. We have like a minute left. Um, okay. Thank, oh my God, Andrea, thank you so much for being a fabulous guest. Oh, yeah. this was yeah. so much fun. You know, good. give me six months and invite me back. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> we, we might be in the studio by then, so we'll have you in person. <laughs> yes. Like, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah no. It was nice to meet you. This yes. was good. Can we order face masks from you? Is there a link or a website? No. You sure? No, I don't have a website. You just got to email. Tell me what you want. I'm trying yes. to. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Support local business. Yes, Andrea, you better get your coins. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, everybody. This has been a fabulous episode. I'm Good so job, all of you on here. You guys are amazing. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Sadu. Thank you, Duran. Thank you, Sam. Like, you guys have made this COVID-19 a little bit easier, so I appreciate Aww. it. Um, so yeah, make sure we watch um, Drag Race and Insecure this coming weekend. Let's watch it next week. We'll talk about it. Um, Say, do right. you still owe me? <laughs> I do, I do owe you. When this is over, we're gonna take care of it, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then we go to the casino. We're gonna go to the casino too, y'all. Yes. Yes. All right, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Come on.